anyway. All right, good to see you here this morning. Uh, I'd like to start at the beginning of the year, uh, at the beginning of the Bible. So let's turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. And so as we look and open our Bible, uh, we'll begin there. Let's stand to our feet in honor of God's Word. And we'll read John, I mean, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. I know it's not very many verse, not very many verses, and it's not very many words, right? But uh, I would say this morning it has a lot to say uh, in just those few words. Here in Genesis 1:1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Let's read that again. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Father, to you in Jesus' name here this morning. I, I'm thankful, Lord, that you give me privilege to be back in the house of God. Father, thank you, Lord, for the gathering of all those folks you brought in today that we can worship together. Lord, I'm so full of gratitude this morning that you have been so kind and gracious and God allowing us and giving us the privilege today, Lord, to, to hear your word in Sunday school and to hear your word this morning in church and to sing songs that praise our Lord and God to have fellowship with God's people. You're just so good. Lord, you just are beyond and above what we ever thought you could be and we're so grateful for that. And Lord, I ask now, Lord, as we go into 2024, God, that we'll keep God on our mind. We'll keep God on our forefront. God, that he would be the one tonight, that this morning, dear God, that we can look to and we can know. We can trust in and we can rely upon. Father, without you today, Lord, we have no hope. God, we have no help. And God, I pray today, Lord, as you will be presented and you will be preached about, God, that our hearts would be thrilled. And those who are unsaved and without Jesus today, God, may today be their day of salvation. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And so we find here in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it, there's just no way that I have the ability uh, intellectually to exhaust God. I have no ability as well uh, in the way of just preaching to, to bring all these facts about God and to take that one verse and to bring it to completion. Uh, so there'll be a whole lot more to be said uh, that I just don't have the ability to say uh, but I don't want you to think that there's what I'm about to say is all there is to say. Uh, there's much greater and there's been much better preachers and much better uh, theologians to explain about the truth. But with my little that I have and the heart that I want to bring forth today, I want to start with God. Amen. And I want to start the year with God. And there's three words that I'm going to preach on this, this morning, and I want you to remember these words as we go forward into 2024 with God upon our mind and in our heart. The first word is nowhere. This is nowhere. And when you think about God, just say nowhere. So our mind could be taught or maybe trained that when God is mentioned, nowhere comes up. The second word I want you to, to know is nothing. Nothing. So when God is mentioned, nowhere and nothing. And the third, the third one I want you to know is no one. So we got 
nowhere, we got nothing, and we got no one. And you're probably saying, well, that don't really help us at all, you know. I mean, we got nothing, we got nowhere, and we got no one. And so how can that much be benefit to us? Well, uh, I find that there in this scripture here this, this morning. And in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and I see nowhere, I see nothing, and I see no one. And I'm asking God to help us this morning to understand that so that when we go forward in these next days and of life that we can think of God, we can think of that. And in that, it may bring encouragement to your heart. It may bring assurance to your heart and a confidence upon your heart uh, that uh, God is with us, God is for us, and God is in us. Amen? And so that's an encouraging thought, I know, and it is to me. And I know it is to you as well. And so we find here, I like to just preach a message. I called it, How to Start. And I think we ought to start this year with God. And I think we ought to start with God this morning with a question. And here's the question that many people are asked, and it's probably not an answer, but I'm going to try to give it an answer as best as I can. Is number one, I want you to notice, where did God come from? Good question. That question has been asked for many, many years. It's been asked for many, many people. Uh, great minds, uh, greater than mind, uh, greater preachers, greater than me, uh, has been asking that question. Uh, it has been asked, I don't know, if you look it up on Google, you'll find that, uh, that it asked that question many, many times, many, many answers. And, and so if we're going to serve God this year, and we're going to know that God is God, and and uh, if God is going to be the one in whom we serve and whom we look to and whom we trust in, uh, I don't know if it's important or not to know where did God come from. And you're thinking, wow, I don't, I don't know. But maybe I asked that question. Maybe no answers are given. Maybe it wouldn't have been a good answer. But I noticed in verse 1 of Genesis, and that thought was, was where did God come from? The answer is nowhere. Nowhere. And so we see it. It says, in the beginning. In the beginning, God. And so we find in that question is where did God come from? And we find the answer of it is nowhere. And then we need, we see as we look in the scripture, I want you to notice today, uh, he was before creation. Because it says in the beginning God created. So before creation was ever taken place, we notice that God was there. You notice in the, in the word it says, In the beginning God created. So that means God was before creation. Well, I notice that in the beginning God created, meaning that he is before creation. I notice in Psalms 90 and verse 2, turn there with me uh, this morning as we will kind of scroll through the scriptures so that we can kind of understand uh, uh, where did God come from. The answer is nowhere. But how do we get to that position of nowhere? In Psalms chapter 90 and verse 2, the Bible says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from, there's that word from, everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. From everlasting to Where did God come from? From everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. We find he is God 
at creation. He is God before creation. And He is God without creation. And so we find that thou art God. So it's telling us in the beginning God, thou art God and you are God with salvation, with creation, without creation, before creation, after creation, thou art God. We find that that, that means that God has always been and God has, will ever, never, will ever be where he's not and God never is a time where he won't ever be here, amen? And so we find in the mindset of our little minds and our little thought process, he has always been God, he will ever be God, never a time he isn't God, meaning that God was from everlasting to everlasting. That word everlasting just means always. So he's from always to always, amen? That's God. The God that I'm going to serve, the God that's in my heart, the God that saved my soul, the God that changed my life, and the God that whom I look to and I worship today is a God from always to always. Amen. Thou art God. That's God. So where did God come from? Nowhere. He's always been, amen? And so there's never a time when he wasn't and never a time when he isn't. We find that he is God before creation. We find that he was in the beginning. In the beginning. Where's the beginning? In the beginning. Well, who was in the beginning? God. God was in the beginning. Why? Because he's from everlasting to everlasting. He's always to always. And we find this morning that in this creation, we find in Proverbs chapter 8, turn there with me, Proverbs chapter 8, and look there in verse 22. He's talking about the wisdom of God. And we find that where the wisdom of God is, God will be there. We see in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22, the Lord possessed me in the beginning. Where? In the beginning. So God was in the beginning. We find there in verse 22, a beginning of his way before his works of old, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. Man, let's read that again in verse 23. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. God's wisdom was in the beginning. God's wisdom was before the beginning. And God's wisdom has always been. Amen. In the beginning was God. And the Bible says that from the beginning or ever the earth was. And so where did God come from? Nowhere. Nowhere. So he was before the creation. He was in the beginning. Matter of fact, we could say it like this. He is the beginning. Yes, amen. amen. Without God, there is no beginning. Right. Without God, there's nothing at all that you would even consider to be anything. God is the beginning. Hallelujah. And so we find in this, John chapter 17 in verse 5, uh, Jesus is speaking to the Father, one of the greatest prayers of the Bible. You ought to read it sometime. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, and oh, it says, And now, O Father, glorify thou me in thine own self with thy glory, which I had with thee before the world was. 
So now we find that in the beginning, which is God is the beginning, was his wisdom. And not only that, but his glory was in the beginning. That's where God's glory is, is before the beginning because he is the beginning and his glory was there. John 1, 1, his word has been, always been. Not only has his glory has always been and his wisdom has always been, but his word has always been. John 1, 1, right? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. When? In the beginning. And so where did God come from? Nowhere. His word's always been here. His glory's always been here. His person's always been here. He's always been here. His glory. Where has God come from? Nowhere. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's the God you're serving in 2024 is a God from nowhere. Right. That's pretty exciting. We find in Psalms 93, 12, the Bible says, turn there with me if you don't mind. Just want you to have these references as you might go back and look at the Scripture. We're looking at where did God come from. He was before creation. He was before the beginning. He is the beginning. It says we find in 92, or 93 in verse 2, the Bible says, Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. So where is God from? Everlasting. What does everlasting mean? Always. We find in Micah chapter 5. Turn there with me. In Micah chapter 5. If Brother Keith in our adult Sunday school class would have taught us these books of the Bible, we'd have them, right? Amen. Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. This verse is usually used with the prophecy of Jesus being born in Bethlehem. But I want you to notice what's additional to that. It says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though thou be a little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall a ruler in Israel, listen to this, whose goings have been forth of old from everlasting. And so that one that's going to be born in Bethlehem, where was he from? From everlasting. That's where he's from. That Bible verse says in Matthew chapter 2 verses 5 through 6, it says the same thing. Look, if you would, in Psalms 102 with me this morning. Psalms 102. Look at verse 25. Psalms 102 verse 25. Talking about his son has always been his person has always been. His word has always been. His glory has always been. His wisdom has always been. And now we find in Psalms 102, his years has always been. Look what it says there in verse 25 of Psalms 102. It says, Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment, as a vesture from thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. Where did God come from? He come from everlasting. Amen. He come from eternity. He came always. For in other words, I can just say it like this. Nowhere. Nowhere. Our God came from nowhere. He's just God. 
and there's no other God beside them. There was no other God before them. There'd be no other God after them. And before creation, before the beginning was God. And you and I can look to him that's throughout this year and say, you're God. You're not a God made with metal and a God made with wood and a God made with ceramic and a God that you put on the shelf or a God that you can lay down or a God that you can look over. Listen, the world can't contain God. The world cannot even know God. None can counsel him this morning. None can defeat him this morning. He's God. He's always has been God and always will be God. And the God that will save your soul is the God I'm talking of. Amen. God. Where did he come from? Nowhere. I'm glad this morning I can't get a hold of my God. Can you imagine down there at the Hindu temple, you take you come right out of Glory Lane. Did you know we have a lane? You see that little sign that said Glory Lane? You come out of Glory Church, go down Glory Lane and take a left, and you go on down there and you see on the right is a Hindu temple. That Hindu temple has 330 million gods. Study it. Look it up. And what those priests do, they take, that, they take their gods and they take them and, and dip them in, uh, in honey and they wash it off in milk. And when you start going out, out there in these neighborhoods and these apartments, they're all, everybody kind of lives around their temples. That's where they always have been. And you start going to their homes. They ask you, come on in my house. And you walk in their house and they'll put you into a closet. And in that closet will have shelves and on those shelves will have gods. And they'll say, these are my gods. Are you glad this morning that nobody could take you to their house and open up a door and on a shelf there's God? The one who saved you sitting on a shelf? I'm telling you, Fred, that would be scary to me. I'm so glad this morning to know that my God is a God always. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about that. I know I can go in this year, 2024, just knowing that. And so can I ask another question? It's not only where did God come from, and it's nowhere, but what did God create from? Nothing. Nothing. That's the answer. Nothing. So what did God create from? Nothing. I mean, he, where did he come from? Nowhere. And, but he created from what? From nothing. I mean, absolutely Nothing. Uh, look back in the Genesis chapter 1 with me. And I want you to kind of go with me a little bit on this here. And, and uh, we'll just keep on going. Uh, I want you to notice God, the Bible says, in the beginning, that was, where did God come from? Nowhere. God created. All right. But where, if somebody that came from nowhere, what did he create? How did he create? Where did he create it from? You know, we got the Big Bang theories and we got all of these uh, evolutionist uh, people. We got all these things and, and they all go back. You know, there's a Big Bang, okay. Then all of a sudden come out like this and then the evolution, you start out as a tadpole and all of a sudden you're now a human. And, uh, but where did tadpole come from? Well, they talk about, well, tadpole come from a Microsoft did this, that, and the other. And, and you say, okay, where did that come from? And all this evolution, you go all the way back. Big Bang Theory, you go all the way back. But in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, God created. Amen. Now, it takes more faith, and it takes more foolishness, and it takes more stupidity to think that you and I have come from a monkey. 
That somehow, some way out there, there's a big bang theory, some gases blew up, and all of a sudden you became human. To me, able to say I could take less faith and to take less ignorance to know that the Bible just said God created. So what did he create out from? Nothing. <laughs> but I'm loving my God even more. Nothing. Look what he said. The Bible says in verse chapter 1, verse 3, and God said. God created. God said. He said. Let there be light, and there was light. No words before God said there was no light. So what is light made out of? God said, let there be light out of nothing. Light came, boom. God said, light. Light came on. The Bible says, look in verse 6. And God said, let there be a ferment in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the, from the waters. That's what God said. All of a sudden it was there. The firmament. Bible says in verse 11, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, uh, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit there yielding after their own kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And so if God would not have said to the earth that he had spoken to existence, then that earth would have never produced anything. But it was God came in out of nowhere and spoke to something that had nothing and he said something to be and something was to be and it was the earth and he said to the earth, he said, earth, uh, come forth with some herbs. Right. <laughs> where did herbs come from? Nothing. That's where it come from. Well, how can nothing make something? God. Where did he come from? Nowhere. Oh, listen. He said in verse 14, he said, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be the signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Listen, he said, Listen, I'm God, and I said, Let there be a fall, and let there be a summer, and let there be a winter, and let there be an autumn, and let there be a sun, and let there be a moon, and let the light shine, and let the herbs grow. And by the way, if there was an orange that was going to grow off of a tree, it will grow every year from the day of creation to be an orange. It never changed to be a pair. When God, when God made the dog, he made it to bark. He never meowed. You'll find, friend, that they put the red in the rose. He put the, he put the, the moo in the cow. He put the bark in the dog, meow in the cat. He was God, and they're still doing exactly what he said they're going to do. And friend, an op, apple will always produce an apple. An orange produces an orange. A bean produces a bean. A cow produces a cow. And a dog produces a dog. Right. Amen. Human society, we're going to just go have same-sex stuff. Oh, my. We're just going to change it all up. We're just going to do whatever we want to do and how we want to do it, Fred. And for 6,000 years now, for about almost 6,000 years now when God created this earth and he just called it into existence out of nothing and everything has been doing exactly what God has said for it to do. But man, we're smarter than God. But God came from nowhere and he created everything from nothing. We find he said in verse 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. 
every animal you find, every, uh, every fish in the sea, every fowl that flies, every animal, every insect, every bug, God made it and set it into existence. How did they get here? Out of nothing. He just said it. Boom. Verse 26, the Bible says, And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air and over cattle and over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God said that. How did you and I get here in male creation? God said it. That's how we got here. Well, you say, well, how did God, how did God create all this stuff? Out of what? Out of nothing. He said this also. He said, the Bible says, not only did God said it, but God called it. Look at chapter 1, verse 5. And God, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Isn't it amazing today? Whenever it gets dark, we call it night. And whenever it gets late night, we call it day. And we wonder where that came from. I tell you where it came from. God called it. What did he call it out of? Nothing. He just called it. He said, I tell you something else he called, and look in verse 8, God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and morning were the second. How do we know there's a heaven? How do we know of a heaven? How do we know there's even such a thing as a heaven? Because God called it. That's how we know. God called it. Look in verse 25. And God, God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. We find God not only, uh, God called it, but God made it in verse 25. Look at verse 16. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. That's the moon, that's the sun. And then he made the stars. He made it yes, out of nothing. He called it out of nothing. He said it out of nothing. We find uh, there in, uh, verse, in verse 4, of our chapter Genesis, he saw it. Not only did God call it, and God made it, but God created it, and God is the one, friend, who said it, but then he saw it. Look at verse 4. And God saw the light. Look at verse 10. The Bible says, And God saw that it was good. We find in verse 12, the Bible says, And the earth was brought forth grass and herb yielding his seed of his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. In verse 18, And to rule over the day and over the night, divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Verse 21, And God created great wells and every living creature that moveth, living waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. In verse 25, the Bible says that God saw it, that it was good. In verse 31, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. That evening and the morning were the sixth day. There was nothing before a God that's nowhere. And yet, he said it, he called it, he created it, he made it, and then he saw it. So where did God come from? Nowhere. Where did he create from? Nothing. Nothing. Look at Isaiah 45 with me. Isaiah 45 in verse 12. The Bible says, I have made the earth 
and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. And now he's commanding. We find, if you turn to uh, Job chapter 26 with me, in verse 7, Job 26 in verse 7, the Bible says, He stretched out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. So, this God and that you and I are going to trust in, we're going to look to, we're going to believe in. Uh, he, he's one that we can count our salvation on. He's the one that we can lean on this morning as one who will lead us and guide us and protect us and provide for us. And He's the God in which that we can call our Lord, our Savior, our Father this morning. Is the God, where did He come from? He came from nowhere. And how did he, what did He create from? He created from nothing. So we're talking about everything that you and I see this morning. A God from nowhere created, from, created it from nothing. So all that you and I can have this year, all the money that we can partake in, all the food that we can have, the clothes that we can enjoy, the cars, the homes, all the substance, all the material things that you and I today can look to and have and enjoy as it's what He wants us to do. A friend will find that all that has just come out of nothing. Out of nothing. And it become something. From a God who's come out of nowhere to give us something out of nothing. <laughs> it's almost our little minds can't even understand it. And yet all I'm saying is nowhere and nothing. That seems like we can understand that, don't it? I mean, eighth grader can understand nothing. And nowhere. Oh, but when you put God in the equation... It gets a little bit more difficult. And so we find in this that our God, the God who came from nowhere, He has created everything, called it into existence. He has commanded it. He has taken the earth and put it in the sky and He hung it there on nothing. And so we find that as it sits there on nothing, uh, that He is a God that has created everything out of nothing. Number three. So why did God create calls from? The question it would be is, what caused him to create everything? The answer to that is, no one. No one. All that we just spoke of, all that he just said and called and made and created and saw and commanded, that's for none of us. <laughs> so the God out of nowhere Created everything out of nothing. And the reason why he did it was for no one. That's true. That's true. You say, ah, man. So, so how in the world, man, what are you talking about? Well, let's look at it. If you have your Bibles with me, we're going to go through several scriptures. I want you to notice in Psalms 148 with me this morning as we uh, scroll through why would God create or why would he make or call or said and saw these things? Why is that so? Well, Psalms 148 with me. And let's look at what he has to say about that. He says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. 
Praise ye him, all his angels, praise ye him, all his host. Praise ye him, sun and moon, praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above that be above the heavens, let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons, all ye deeps, fire and hell, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all the people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young man and maidens, old man and children. That covers them all, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're some, you're in some of that. I mean, somewhere in Psalms 148, you've just been identified. And then he goes on to say, let them, all of that he just created, that means everything he's created, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. So why would he create and command all that he ever did? I'm going to tell you why. To be praised. To be praised. That's it. Well, there's more, but there's others. That's it. So why did he do all that he did? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Why would he create the heaven and the earth? To be praised. Amen. From the fowl to the grass to the people to the well to the star to the moon to the galaxy to all that are breathing to all that are living. Why did he create all of it? To be praised. To praise him. And friend, that's why this God that came from nowhere and he created everything out of nothing has created it for no one. But he's created it to be praised. And that's the way we need to live our lives. Talking about this God that came from nowhere, who created everything out of nothing, has done it for no one but for us to praise Him. Praise Him. I've often thought, do you ever wonder why trees and anything coming out of the ground, it seems, goes up? You notice that? I'm thinking today that the reason why it goes up is because it's praising Him. Praising Him. I wonder many times, we don't know, but all the sounds of the birds and all of, the, of the, the, the meows of the cats or the barks of the dogs or the moos of the cows and all the sounds of all the animals of everywhere, even the fish and the fowl and the ground, the creeping things of everything make sounds. I wonder what they're saying. I want to thank they're just praising. Praising Him. Praising Him. They, what else do they have to say? What else does they communicate about? Just him. Just him. We find, look at Isaiah chapter 40 with me. Lord, to be praised is why he created all things. 
But Isaiah chapter 40, look in verse 5 with me here this morning. Isaiah chapter 40, and look in verse 5. The Bible says, The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord had spoken it. The voice said, Cry, and he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodness of thereof is a flower of the field. The grass withereth, and the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass, the grass withereth, and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. O Zion, that bringest good tidings, get thee up into the high mountains, O Jerusalem, that bringest good tidings, lift up the voice with strength, lift it up. Be not afraid, say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand. His arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work is before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are young. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? meted out heaven with the span, comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in a balance. Who hath directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor hath taught him, with whom took he counsel and he instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed to him the way of understanding. Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket, and are counted as a small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles of very little thing, and Lebanon is, is not sufficient to burn, nor the beasts thereof sufficient for a burning offering. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. To whom then will you liken God, and what likeness will you compare unto him? The workmen melt this graven image, and the goldsmith spread it over all with gold, and casteth silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he hath no oblation chooseth a tree that he will not rot and seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that setteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in, that bringeth the princes to nothing, to maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted, yea, they shall not be sown, yea, their stocks shall not root, take root in the earth, and yea, shall they blow upon them, they shall wither, and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. To whom then will you liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by names by the greatness of his might, for he is strong in power, and one not one faileth. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speaketh, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth,
earth fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utter fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up their wings as eagles. They shall run and not weary, and they shall walk and not faint. You know why, Fred? He created all things for his glory. For his glory. You said you had to read all that to tell us that? Yeah. Sure did. Some of you ain't read that much in all year. Glory. So why did he do what he did? He gets glory. He gets praise. Can I say here thirdly? Look at Colossians chapter 1. I promise you I won't read that much scripture anymore. Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse 14. So why? Why? Not for no one. It was for His glory. It was for His praise. It's for Him to be owned. Look at verse 14. In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven, that they're in earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. Why did He create all things? For Him. Not for you. Not for me. It was for Him to be praised. It was him for Him to be glorified. And it was for Him to be owned. Right. He owns everything. It's not. It's not for us at all. It's not for anyone. It's for Him alone. We find here, fourthly, Revelation chapter 4. Look at verse 11. It's for Him to be pleased. This is a great verse. The Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive honor a glory and honor and power. Thou hast created all things for thy pleasure. They are and were created for thy pleasure. He wanted to, he desired to, and he chose to. So why did God create all these things today? Why did God do these things? Well, he did it because he could be praised with it. He can be glorified in it. He can own it. And it's for his pleasure. For his pleasure. Now you say, who is this God? Well, he's from nowhere. And he created everything out of nothing. And he did it for no one. <laughs> Isaiah 45, verse 18. I know your, your fingers are probably about raw. Isaiah 45, verse 18. The Bible says... For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. So why did he create it? He created it to be inhabited. That's why. He created it to be used. He makes it useful. 
He created it to be used. All the forms of it that He made, He made it to be used. He said, I didn't make it in vain. I I didn't make what I made in vain to lie waste and to be worthless and without form. I didn't make it that way. Everything I created, all things I formed, all things I made, I saw it, I said it, I spoke it. I am the one who created it. I'm the one who made it. I am the one who commanded it. I'm the one, friend, out of nothing did everything, but I did it to be inhabited by you. Thank you. There's a good answer there. Thank you. I know you didn't do it for me, but you did it so that all could be inhabited. And you didn't do it in vain, means worthless or wasteful, but you did it so that you and I can be inhabited. Thank you. Thank you. We find Isaiah 42 and uh, verse 5 says this this morning. The Bible says, Thus saith God the Lord, that he hath created the heavens and stretched them out. He that spread forth the earth, that he which cometh out of it. He that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and the spirit to them that walk thereon. That's why he created all that he created out of nothing. Because he's the one who gives you breath to breathe and gives you the spirit to walk in. That's what God does. Friend, if it wasn't for the God that I'm speaking of today, you and I are in trouble. You and I have no help nor hope without this God. Where did He come from? Nowhere. How did He create all things? Out of nothing. Who did He create it for? No one. Himself. To be glorified, to be praised, to be owned, to be pleasured with, to be inhabited. Can I say here... Lastly, the reason why that he would create all these things is so that you'd be saved. Do you know that? So when you look at a tree, when you look at a grass, when you look at a moon, when you look at a star, when you look at the sun, when you look at all the creation that God has created, all the animals, the birds, the flowers, everything and anything, God has done that so that you'd be saved. Think in Isaiah with me. Isaiah chapter 43. You should be close there already if you didn't shut your Bible. Isaiah chapter 43, look at verse 7. It says, Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. Remember that now, for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Let all nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled who among can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified or let them hear and say it is truth. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither there neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore you are my witnesses, saith the Lord. I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am He, and there is none that can deliver you out of my hand. I will work, and you shall let it. Who, saith the Lord, shall your Redeemer the Holy One of Israel, 
For your sakes I have sent the Babylon, have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Why did God create the world and why would God create Israel? To save them. To save them. Now why would God create the world and why would God create you and I? To save us. To save us. You say, well, wait a minute, time out. You mean a God from nowhere, from everlasting to everlasting, that's always been, and never was a time when He wasn't, and there'll never be a time when He's not. He's come from nowhere. And then He made, created, spoke, said, called Commanded. And everything came. And he did all that to save me? Yes. He sure did. All that to save me. To save me. You see, in order for you to be saved this morning, you have to be created. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2 with me. And look at verse 10. Ephesians 2, verse 10. I usually write all these scriptures down, but this morning I wanted us to turn. The Bible says, For we are His workmanship created. Now who created? The God out of nowhere created something out of nothing. And He created it for no one. But this is what He says. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24. The Bible says, And they, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. Uh, the Bible says, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. We find now that Jesus saved us for his glory. Amen? And so we can say it like this in closing. God out of nowhere made everything out of nothing, and he did it for no one. Right. Or we can say it like this. God took nothing and made something out of nowhere for no one. We can say it like this. God for no one took nothing out of nowhere and made everything. This is who God is. One more passage. Exodus chapter, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 14. Exodus 3. In verse 14. God come to Moses, speaking to Moses, and Moses said unto God, in verse 13, he said, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and they say unto me, The God of your father has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Verse 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. He said, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent you unto me. Now, I am that I am means this, I am be that be. 
That word El means be. I be that I be. That's what it means in the Hebrew. I be that will I be. In other words, I will be what I will be. Jesus said in Revelation 22, 13, he said, I am, that is, I am that I am. What are you? I am the Alpha. That's the very first letter. And I am the Omega. That's the very last letter. He said, and I am the beginning. That's, that's the very beginning where all things begin. And I am the end. There's no longer for an end there. That's the finalist place. He says, I am the first. That's the foremost. And I am the last. That's the furthest. And so we find in our mind and heart this morning is this. How could you in this room leave out of those doors without this God in your heart? How can you walk out of here with Jesus Christ not being the Savior and the Lord of your life? When I just got through describing him for over an hour of who God is. Now where do you think you're going to go find salvation anywhere else? Where do you think you're going to find redemption? Where do you think you're going to find something greater than what I described? What do you think this morning in your mind, in your heart, that you don't have to repent of your sin, you don't have to by faith receive Christ as your Savior, that you can do it your way and how you want to do it, when he says, no, I am God, I came from nowhere, and I created from nothing, and you're nothing, and you have to be created. you got to be created. And you're going to walk out of here in just a moment, lost, Without God. Tell me, I got it up here, but I don't have it in here. Or telling me, you know, one day I'm getting there, brother. Or walk out of here and say nothing. With some kind of illusion or deception. Thinking out there, you're going to find something that's going to cause you to go to heaven when you die. Out there, that's going to give you peace and rest and joy. Out there, you're going to find something that's going to bring your life together. It's going to give you the hope that you're looking for and going to bring the success in your life that you want out there. But you're fixing to walk out from the God who come from nowhere. And he made everything out of nothing. And he did it for no one. And you're going to leave that behind. Why? Don't make sense. Why? Friend, if you're not 100% sure if you die right now that you'd go to heaven, you should be at this altar begging God for forgiveness, asking God to save your soul, asking God to write your name in the Lamb's book of life, asking God to do a mighty work and change you for His glory and for His honor. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. How about you this morning? There's no other God that creates but this God. You're going to have to humble yourself, dear sinner friend. 
You're going to have to come to the place and bring submission and fall on your knee and confess with your tongue that Jesus is Lord. I know you love your sin. I know you love yourself. And I know you love society. But until you turn from yourself and your sin and your society and you turn to the Creator, His name is Jesus. Receive forgiveness of sin and redemption of your soul and become born again will you ever be created in Christ Jesus. You sing, Brother George. I'm really praying. Sinners come to Jesus today. Oh, God, may the Spirit of God blow. Christians are praying, begging God, asking God, oh, save. Oh, save, oh, God. There's no other God besides this God. If you don't get saved by Him, you can't get saved. He's the one who created the heavens. Can't get to His heaven unless you come through Him. Anybody, come, come, come as you are, just like you are. Come, please, I beg you, come to Jesus. Come to Christ. Make Jesus your Lord in 2024. There's no other God beside Him. There ain't a baptistry that can do what I'm speaking of. There's not a good work. It's not a church membership. It's God. It's God. It's God. Only Him. Thank you, Jesus. He'll save you for His glory. He'll save you for His praise. He'll save you to be inhabited. He'll save you for His own. He'll save you. He will. But you'll be bought with a price and you're not your own. He'll save you to bring glory unto Himself. He'll save you to bring praise. Bring pleasure. That's why He'll save you. Yes. You're His glory. His praise. He owns you. You're His. His possession. Thank you, Lord. As He created in Genesis 1-1, He created each one of us that's been born again. Would you come get created? Come. Come. You don't have to do nothing. You just got to be willing to come. Confess your sin and receive Christ as Lord and Savior. That's it. He done all the work. He's done everything. He's waiting on you. Your surrender, your humility, your submission. Oh, Christian, pray. Oh, sinner friend, consider Jesus today. The God who created the earth and the heavens. 
Oh, come. Oh, come. Oh, come. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. What a God. I just can't hardly even imagine, Lord, with my little mind, that you're a God that came from nowhere. And you created everything out of nothing. And you did it for nobody. No one. Yet at the same time, you loved me enough to die on a cross and to shed the royal blood of God. So that my dirty, rotten sins that are many and horrible and ugly can be forgiven. I can be redeemed, reconciled to God. I can have the Holy Ghost of God to indwell in me. I can have my name written in the Lamb's book of life. I have a reservation in heaven. I've got to walk with God. Every day I get up, He's there. I get the privilege of Worshiping Jesus, following Christ. I thank you, Lord, for the creation of not only this heaven and earth, but the creation of every child that is born again. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we yield to you this morning that you would do whatever you please with our lives. Bring us back again tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you want to be part of the uh, church, you can just sit right over here, okay?
Oh, my Savior, God, to thee. 